Today is the 7th of August 2019. Welcome to Walking the Way. My name is Ray. I want to say a big thank you to everyone for listening in as we continue to explore what it means to have a regular rhythm of worship together as we keep making our way through Scripture inexorably towards the end of the year and as we keep offering up our prayers. If you're joining us for the first time, let me explain that each episode follows a really simple pattern of prayer, Scripture and music. So having explained how it all works, let's start today's leg of walking the way with our opening prayer. Let's pray, shall we? Father, clear my sleepy head and fill my head with expectation. Lord, waken up my slow body and energize my heart with love in action. Ignite my spirit and set this day on fire with promise. Father, today make the ordinary extraordinary. Engage me. Show me your kingdom alive. Help me to see that every waking moment is full of promise because of you. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to have our first piece of music just to give us some time to center our thoughts on God. And then we're going to get into our Bible readings for today. And in today's Bible readings, we read more about Rehoboam and Jesus appoints his apostles. We'll see you on the other side.
Let's ask God to speak to us through Scripture this morning, shall we? Father, we ask that as we read Scripture that you prepare us for today. Open our hearts and minds to what is hidden in the words. And open our hearts and minds so that we may be able to see how those words apply to our day-to-day lives. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Our Bible readings this week are all taken from the God's Word translation, and we begin with 1 Kings 12. Rehoboam went up to Shechem, because all Israel had gone to Shechem to make him king. Jeroboam, Nebat's son, was still in Egypt, where he'd fled from King Solomon. When he'd heard about Rehoboam, he returned from Egypt. Israel sent for Jeroboam and invited him back. Jeroboam and the entire assembly of Israel went to speak to Rehoboam. They said, Your father made us carry a heavy burden. Reduce the hard work and lighten the heavy load he put on us and we will serve you. He said to them, Leave and come back the day after tomorrow. So the people left. King Rehoboam sought advice from the older leaders who had served his father Solomon while he was still alive. He asked, What do you advise? How should I respond to these people? They told him, If you will serve these people today, humble yourself and speak gently then they will always be your servants. But he ignored the the advice the older leaders gave him. He sought advice from the young men who'd grown up with him and were serving him. He asked him, What is your advice? How should we respond to these people who are asking me to lighten the burden my father has put on them? The young men who'd grown up with him answered, This is what you should tell them. My little finger is heavier than my father's whole body. If my father put a heavy burden on you, I will add to it. If my father punished you with whips, I will punish you with scorpions. So Jeroboam and all the people came back to Rehoboam two days later as the king had instructed them. The king answered the people harshly. He ignored the advice the older leaders gave him. He spoke to them as the young man advised, and he said, If my father made your burden heavy, I will add to it. If my father punished you with whips, I will punish you with scorpions. The king refused to listen to the people because the Lord was directing these events to carry out the promise that he had made to Jeroboam, Nabat's son, through a hydra from Shiloh. When all Israel saw the king refuse to listen to them, the people answered the king, What share do we have in David's kingdom? We won't receive an inheritance from Jesse's son. To your own tents, Israel. Now look after your own house, David. So Israel went home to their own tents. But Rehoboam, ruled the Israelites who lived in the cities of Judah. Then King Rehoboam said Adoram to Israel. He was in charge of forced labor, but they stoned him to death. So King Rehoboam got into his chariot as fast as he could and fled to Jerusalem. Israel has rebelled against David's dynasty to this day. When all Israel heard that Jeroboam had returned, they sent men to invite him to the assembly. They made him king of all Israel. Only the tribe of Judah remained loyal to David's dynasty. When Rehoboam came to Jerusalem, he gathered all the people of Judah and the tribe of Benjamin, 180,000 of the best soldiers to fight against the people of Israel and return the kingdom to Rehoboam, son of Solomon. But God spoke his word to Shemaiah, the man of God. He said, Speak to Judah's king Rehoboam, son of Solomon, and all the people of Judah and Benjamin and the rest of the people. This is what the Lord says. Don't wage war against your relatives from Israel. Everyone go home. What has happened is my doing. 
So they obeyed the Lord's word. They returned home as the Lord told them. Jeroboam built Shechem on the hills of Ephraim and lived there. Then he left that place and built Peniel. He said to himself, The kingdom will probably return to David's dynasty now. King Rehoboam of Judah, the former master of these people, will regain popularity if they go to sacrifice in the Lord's temple in Jerusalem. Then they will kill me and return to King Rehoboam of Judah. After seeking advice, the king made two golden calves. He said, You've been worshipping in Jerusalem long enough, Israel. Here are your gods who brought you out of Egypt. He put one in Bethel and the other in Dan. Worshipping them became Israel's sin. The people went as far as Dan to worship the one calf. Jeroboam built worship sites on hilltops. He appointed men who had not descended from Levi to be priests. Jeroboam appointed a festival on the fifteenth day of the eighth month, just like the festival in Judah. He went to the altar in Bethel to sacrifice to the calves he'd made. He appointed priests from the illegal worship sites to serve in Bethel. He went to his altar in Bethel to burn an offering on the fifteenth day of the eighth month, the festival he had invented for the Israelites. 2 Chronicles 12 When Rehoboam had established his kingdom and made himself strong, he and all Israel abandoned the Lord's teachings. In the fifth year of Rehoboam's reign, King Shishak of Egypt attacked Jerusalem. This happened because all Israel was not loyal to the Lord. Shishak had 1,200 chariots, 60,000 horses, and an army of countless Libyans, Sukkites, and Sudanese from Egypt. He captured the fortified cities in Judah, and then came to Jerusalem. The prophet Shemaiah came to Rehoboam and the leaders of Judah who had gathered in Jerusalem before Shishak. Shemaiah said to them, This is what the Lord says. You have abandoned me, so I will abandon you. I will hand you over to Shishak. Then the commanders of Israel and the king humbled themselves. The Lord is right, they said. When the Lord saw that they had humbled themselves, he spoke his word to Shemaiah. They have humbled themselves. I will not destroy them. In a little while I will give them an escape. I will not use Shishak to pour my anger on Jerusalem. But they will become his servants so that they learn the difference between serving me and serving foreign kings. King Shishak of Egypt attacked Jerusalem and took the treasures from the Lord's temple in the royal palace. He took them all. He took the gold shields Solomon had made. So King Rehoboam made bronze shields to replace them and put them by the entrance to the royal palace where the captains of the guards were stationed. Whenever the king went into the Lord's temple, guards carried the shields and then returned them to the guards' room. After Rehoboam humbled himself, the Lord was no longer angry with him and didn't completely destroy him. So things went well in Judah. King Rehoboam strengthened his position in, Ju in Jerusalem and ruled. He was 41 years old when he began to rule. He ruled for 17 years in Jerusalem, the city that the, the Lord chose from all the tribes of Israel, the city where the Lord put his name. Rehoboam's mother was an Ammonite woman called Nama. He did evil things because he was not serious about dedicating himself to serving the Lord. Aren't the events concerning Rehoboam from first to last written in the records of the prophet Shemaiah and the records of the seer Edo in the genealogies? There was a war between Rehoboam and Jeroboam as long as they lived. Rehoboam laid down in death with his ancestors and was buried in the city of David. His son Abijah succeeded him as king. Matthew 10 
Jesus called his twelve disciples and gave them authority to force evil spirits out of people and to cure every disease and sickness. These are the names of the twelve apostles. First and foremost, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew, James and his brother John, the sons of Zebedee, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the tax collector, James, son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, Simon the zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who later betrayed Jesus. Jesus sent these twelve out with the following instructions. Don't go among people who are not Jewish, or to any Samaritan city. Instead, go to the lost sheep of the nation of Israel. As you go, spread this message. The kingdom of heaven is near. Cure the sick. Bring the dead back to life. Cleanse those with skin diseases, and force demons out of people. Give these things without charging, since you received them without paying. Don't take any gold, silver, or even coins in your pockets. Don't take a traveling bag for the trip, a change of clothes, sandals, or a walking stick. After all, the worker deserves to have his needs met. When you go into a city or village, look for people who will listen to you there. Stay with them until you leave that place. When you go into a house, greet the family. If it is a family that listens to you, allow your greeting to stand. But if it is not receptive, take back your greeting. If anyone doesn't welcome you or listen to what you say, leave that house or city and shake its dust off your feet. I guarantee you this truth. Judgment Day will be better for Sodom and Gomorrah than for that city. I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. So be as cunning as snakes, but as innocent as doves. Watch out for people who will hand you over to the Jewish courts and whip you in their synagogues. Because of me, you will even be brought in front of governors and kings to testify to them and to everyone in the world. When they hand you over to the authorities, don't worry about what to say or how to say it. When the time comes, you will be given what to say. Indeed, you are not the ones who will be speaking. The Spirit of your Father will be speaking through you. Brother will hand over brother to death. A father will hand over his child. Children will rebel against their parents and kill them. Everyone will hate you because you are committed to me. But the person who patiently endures to the end will be saved. So when they persecute you in one city, flee to another. I can guarantee you this truth. Before you've gone through every city in Israel, the Son of Man will come. A student is not better than his teacher, nor is a slave better than his owner. It is enough for a student to become like his teacher and a slave like his owner. If they have called the owner of the house Beelzebul, they will certainly call the family members the same name. So don't be afraid of them. Nothing has been covered that will not be exposed. Whatever is secret will be made known. Tell in the daylight what I say to you in the dark. Shout from the housetops what you hear whispered. Don't be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Instead, fear the one who can destroy both body and soul in hell. Aren't two sparrows sold for a penny? Not one of them will fall to the ground without your father's permission. Every hair on your head has been counted. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. So I will acknowledge in front of my father in heaven the person who acknowledges me in front of others. But I will tell my father in heaven that I don't know the person who tells others that he doesn't know me. Don't think that I have come to bring peace to earth. I didn't come to bring peace, but conflict. I came to turn a man against his father, a daughter against his mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law.
a person's enemies will be the members of his own family. The person who loves his father or mother more than me does not deserve to be my disciple. The person who loves a son or daughter more than me does not deserve to be my disciple. Whoever doesn't take up his cross and follow me doesn't deserve to be my disciple. The person who tries to preserve his life will lose it, but the person who loses his life for me will preserve it. The person who welcomes you welcomes me, and the person who welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. The person who welcomes a prophet as such will receive a prophet's reward. The person who welcomes a godly person as such will receive a godly person's reward. I can guarantee this truth. Whoever gives any of my humble followers a cup of water because this person is my disciple will certainly never lose his reward. We're going to have some music just to give us some time to think about the bits of scripture that may just have caught our attention. And after music, we're going to say our prayers for the day and the time of the year. Just a reminder before we say our prayers for the day and the time of the year that if you'd like us to pray with you, then drop us a line through the usual channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, email. Check the show notes. There are links there in the content for the contact details. Click on a link. It'll take you to where you need to go. Let us know. I'm sure we'd all love to pray for you. Let's pray, shall we? Just for today, help me, God, to remember that my life is a gift that my health is a blessing, that this new day is filled with awesome potential, that I have the capacity to bring something wholly new and unique and good into this world. Just for today, help me, God, to remember to be kind and patient to the people who love me and to those around me. Teach me to see all the beauty that I so often ignore, 
and to listen to the silent longing of my own soul. Just for today, help me, God, to remember you. Let this be a good day, God, full of joy and love. Amen. Now prayer for the time of the year. Almighty God, you reach into the darkness with hope, truth and light. Stretch out your strong hand into our situations. Hold and rescue those who have suffered. Let your almighty love move mountains, cross seas, and breathe life into the darkest places. Life that redeems. Life that restores. Life that heals. Life that protects. Life that saves. There is nothing higher, stronger, or greater than your love. And so we trust in you today. And we say together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us and remain with us now and forevermore. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.